Welcome to the Down to Business Podcast with Alex Kirby, where entrepreneurs and small businesses come to stretch themselves and grow their company. From interviews to in-depth discussions, you'll learn how to market effectively, increase profits, and become the leader your company needs you to be. Now, let's get down to business. What's going on, everybody? Xander Kirby, Pure Marketing here with David Waldy, Fierce Empathy Solutions. I told you guys last week on the episode that David would be making a weekly appearance now. We are adding Thursday episodes in, short, condensed, but great business information for you guys. If you guys don't know David, he'll tell you about it in a second. I'll let you talk for yourself. I don't have to. That's what's nice about this is I don't have to talk for you. You can talk for yourself. But uh, we're going to be talking about a short, you know, 12 to 15 minutes where we're going to give you guys a ton of great information on how to grow your business, grow your company, uh, sell better, market more efficiently, the whole shebang. Uh, be a better husband. Mm-hmm. Be a better, better beer what? Be a better wife. Excuse me. So um, don't put my elbow on, Chris. Don't leave the table. Chris should, should, says, should I not touch the table? All right, I yeah. won't touch the table. Oh, force field. But uh, yeah. so the first thing we're going to talk about is David and I were just chatting on this. I had some some interesting things happen this week where I had two big sales uh, opportunities and it's made me think about my close how do I close a deal mm-hmm. how do I um, what does that even mean you know like <laughs> well, I think one of the hardest things in a race is not starting I think it's finishing yeah and so one would you agree with that I would agree with that I mean there's complexity on both because if you never get started then you're not gonna f- ever finish anything right. so but once you actually do get the ball rolling and you're you're moving forward whether you're talking about sales marketing starting a business you know enhancing your relationship with yourself with your with your spouse, you have to start. But like you're saying, uh, once you've gotten past that hurdle, the next biggest one is how do I bring this to completion? How do I actually close or finish? It's hard. Mm -hmm. I mean, I talked a lot. The reason why I think it's more prevalent is I'm in the service and trades businesses more and more as the people I consult with or Mm -hmm. talk to. And they say, man, it's not a, I don't have a leads problem. Mm -hmm. I have a closing problem. Mm -hmm. I actually, I actually just remember this. Um, Eric Hill was on our show mm-hmm. uh, a month ago. He's the 21-year-old millionaire yeah. uh, green industry guy. And he texted me this morning and he said, or no, he texted me two days ago. He texted me this morning as well. And he said, hey, all of a sudden, I am not closing. He mm-hmm. said, um, getting tons of leads. I'm offering 10% discounts on the leads that haven't responded in 15 or 30 days. Mm. But I'm not able to close. Yeah. What do you? What can I do? And it made me think, because again, like this week for me has been closing, 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 mm-hmm. made me think about um, what is the strategy or what is the thing that, David, you can help me here. What is the consumer looking for in order to, they're at the edge of the, the cliff here, yeah. um, the diving board. What mm-hmm. helps them jump into the pool when it comes to the cliff? Like, I don't know that answer, actually. It's a really good question because a lot of times when we're dealing with services and trades, uh, we, by extension, are in kind of a commoditized industry. So what I mean by that is that people have the ability to price shop. Uh, they have yeah. a very, it's very easy to compare and contrast and look at, okay, looking at this business and this business is why typically, and we had this conversation the other day, yeah. why a lot of companies are looking for bids and proposals and estimates and things like that. And so they're like, well, we have to get three bids. Right. And th- it's really 
important to recognize if you're in that type of business environment and you're constantly having to submit proposals and everyone's saying like we're we're just looking around at different options it's really a race to the bottom yes this is what walmart and amazon have been able to do at scale to where they are able to provide products that are the lowest potential price possible to give the consumer what it is that they want right but when we're in trades and services there that's only one business model and when you're stuck in that, it doesn't it's, feel that way though. It feels it, like the business model. It feels like the business yeah. model. And th- <laughs> the ones that really absolutely crush in business and not only get to serve their community, but really be able to serve their teams and to be able to serve their clients well is flipping the model on its head. So that one model, the commoditized one, where mm-hmm. everyone can compare, mm-hmm. is a race to the bottom. That as much as people will talk about how price isn't maybe a variable, it's a yes. huge variable. It's a huge variable. And so you can have a bid that you put out, say it's like you've got, uh, it's a, roughly a $25,000 job, mm-hmm. right? And you've got one bid that comes in at 35, one's at 27, mm-hmm. and one's at like 18 mm-hmm. or something like that. Just us as human beings, we're naturally going to gravitate towards saving money. Like right. we, we don't like, we have such an emotional attachment to money For sure. that when you're looking at it, the first question that goes through your head is like, what's the difference in these three? That's the very first thing that happens because I know I need this service, but I see these three different price points. What's the difference? The way that you escape this is that you have to think about all the peripheral intangible things that you could include in your offer and what you're presenting that makes you not better than your competition. That's where people mess up so often is they're trying to figure out how can we be better than our competition. Is the goal different? The goal is different. Okay. Your goal should be how can we create ours to be something completely different? Mm. We did not script this, by the way. We did not script this. So it has (laughs) to know the answer. We all, when we're dealing with services and trades, if you're trying to be better, right? If you're just focused on being Mm -hmm. better, it doesn't actually move someone to this is why we see it all the time when it comes to weight loss and health pills and things like that. Everybody's talking about how this is a better diet and this is a better option, this is a better workout. And you lead your entire market into this is decision fatigue. Everyone is like, okay, well, you're saying this is better and this is better, this is better, this is better. So you don't make a decision at all. You don't make a decision at all. Or you default to, well, let's just go with the most economic thing because they're saying they're better, but really we just need the job done. How you exit that model is you start thinking about how can we differentiate ourselves by providing so much value to our clients, to our customers, that it becomes uh, rather than a Granny Smith apple yeah. and a Fuji apple, and this, it's apples and oranges. Guys, if you haven't checked out Nice Job, they are today's show sponsor and a big supporter of me and my companies. If you guys don't know about Nice Job, Nice Job is a reputation marketing software designed to help you build your reputation and grow your business. With Nice Job's reputation marketing software, you'll get two to three times more reviews and be on your way to becoming the top rated business in your area. If you want to save $50 off your first month, go to our show notes. And I'm telling you guys, you want to give Nice Job a try. We have gained over 40 new reviews in the last year because of using Nice Job. So again, getnicejob.com. Let me give you an example. One of the uh, opportunities I had this week mm-hmm. to land a very large account in one of my businesses, that's exactly what I did. I, I got there 10 minutes early. So for listeners, this is practical 101 here because I literally did it Wednesday. Um, I got there 10 minutes early and I asked myself, what are they needing mm-hmm. from me? Yeah. And 
I knew that there were some issues they had told me they were looking for. And then I said, how can I, I asked myself this, I said, how can I creatively give them an answer they haven't heard before? Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know. I didn't, you're the guy who thinks and writes these books. I just, <laughs> this is what God does in my experience. Yeah. And I do try to think outside of the box. And I went into this meeting. It was two guys, um, super nice. Yeah. And they said, here's my, here's actually, I didn't even let them speak first. <laughs> and I said, let me let me make sure I have an understanding. This is your problem, right? And they said yes. Yep. I said, well, good thing is I I just I was different. I said I'm different. All these other companies are like this. I said we're a logistics company, mm. and yes, companies can say they're good at this and good at that. We are. Mm-hmm. I said, but we're really really good at logistics, and yeah. they I knew that and heard that. Mm. And 30 minutes later, I walked out with the second biggest contract I've ever had in one of my businesses. Yeah. So. For anyone like doubting that, it is that is every time I say, now that I'm thinking back to all the closing, because I do all the sales mm-hmm. pretty much for all my businesses. That's something God's gifted me with. I love sales. Yeah. Um, remember, sales is solutions, not you're not selling anyone. Sales anything. is solutions and serving. If yeah. you think it's anything else, that's why you're losing. I love that. That's so good. <laughs> but so I went in there and I was like, they, I need to give them a solution yeah. and say, we can serve you in this way. That's literally, and, and, it, and it's great. And we start next week. So yeah. um, I just, I can already hear the listeners, the audience, the skepticism of, well, I'm not, I, I do that. I do that. Yeah. And I challenge, and I know you would too, for yeah. people to think, analyze your decisions mm-hmm. like did did you really did yeah. you really try to give um because when i hear people say i'm not closing or i can't find like yeah i i don't i, I don't believe them you yeah. know so here's what's really interesting about this if, if you're struggling if you're listening right now and you're struggling to close you're struggling to get those sales it's it's taking the step back and recognizing that what happens when you're struggling with closing is that you get emotionally vested mm. to a degree that starts actually pushing your clients or potential clients further and further and further away. Yep. There's this energetic underlying thing that if if you and I are in a sales interaction. Pushy car salesman syndrome type Exactly. Yeah. But if I'm emotionally detached and I come to you and I'm like, hey, Alex, I've got this solution. I feel like it would serve you really, really well. But in my heart of hearts, I am emotionally detached from your decision. Mm it creates a very different conversation because I'm no longer trying to persuade you. I'm not trying. I'm literally just looking for, I need to ask enough intentional questions to make sure I understand this well. Yeah. And you did it perfectly. You went straight in and said, this is how we're different. This is the problem you communicated to me. Is that correct? Yeah. Right? If you can verify that this is the problem that they're having and you just lead with, it's, re- it's really empathy. You're mm-hmm. saying, okay, I need to understand more mm-hmm. about your situation because I don't even know yet if I can help you. Right. When we create those type of Ooh, interactions, it, it disarms people. Because that's anytime good. you go into a sales interaction, like think about it, it we, you mentioned the stereotype of the used car salesman or even when we were kids, you walk through the mall, wait, we all know this, you yeah. walk through the mall and you're with your mom <laughs> and you've got all the people with the makeup and perfumes yes, and, and she's like head down, get through the department store, we gotta get out of it. She's like, hey, try this and try it. Run through the chopper. So we we have, all of us have this natural aversion to sales. So the very first thing yeah. 
that you can do to disarm a prospect yeah. is emotionally detach yourself I like that. From the outcome. Yep, I agree with that. I'm not trying to close you here. I'm not trying to make money here. I have a solution that I feel like would serve you well. Let's find out if that's true. Because mm. I think so, but I don't know yet. Right. When you can detach that way, people don't feel like it, the feeling is just different. Yep. They're like, oh, interesting. Versus all the other competitors out there, like, here's why we're the best. This is why oh, you right. need us. This is this. It, yeah. it doesn't feel the same way. And so exactly what you did, you were focused on, I need to figure out is this the best solution for this person? Right. When that is your core focus and motivation, okay. it changes things because, again, when you, uh, like you were talking about your, your buddy, the hardest part is that when you're struggling to make sales and you start seeing your balance sheet and you know payroll's coming and you got all these different things, panic the panic button. But when we start to panic, here's what happens our brain literally shifts and goes into fight or flight, yeah. which means that you are looking at, okay, we just got to bust it. I got to stay up until midnight. I got to do whatever it is. I got to, you know, you know, crush it on phone calls. I just, everything that you can possibly do because yeah. you're fighting to survive. You've slipped into survival mode. And when you're in survival mode, you can't think intuitively. Mm. You don't have inspired thought. You're not able to emotionally detach from the outcome. And this is why it gets incredibly hard when you are not closing. And what you need, here's what you need to do. One thing, you focus on one tiny little micro win that is a sale. I don't care if it's $12. Yes. If you can get one little win underneath your belt, it'll help you recognize, okay, I've slipped out of mm. my abundant mindset right. where I know that I can serve and help people and I've slipped into scarcity and all I'm doing is manifesting in my life and my business all the stuff I don't want. <laughs> Dude, I love that. It's 100% true. Like whenever you, whenever I don't feel like it, it's live or die, mm. And I feel like no, this is just a great opportunity, and I believe in I believe in this. Yeah, you make such clear decisions. I I can tell you the mistakes I've made in sales. Mm. I'll say that is when I thought I needed that sale. Mm. It was a large number, a mm -hmm. big name customer, whatever it was, mm -hmm. and I did the thing that you don't do at the end of a sale is you overpromise, mm. like because you thought that would be the tipping point. Yeah. And next thing you know, three months later, yep. it was the thing that killed the deal. Yeah. Even if they signed that day, right. it was either relationship killing, reputation, yeah. all that stuff. So, yeah. David, this is perfect um, for you guys listening, watching on YouTube, Spotify, wherever. Hopefully that you guys got some great information on how to close the deal. Uh, maybe some faults, some great things you're doing or some things you can improve on. Again, Xander Kirby, David Waldy. We'll see you next time. Thanks, guys.